the right. Jerome Hughes, Pappenhausen, South defence, Scannon, Pappenhausen! If I may say like a run up a great pipe. Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast, a unique look into the world of sports betting from the eyes of professional gamblers. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by the kid MG, Mark Goodwill. How are you, Mark? Very well. Thanks, Nick. We still haven't found a, a headset to fit that melon of yours. <laughs> I, I love your technique there. It just goes around the back of the uh, the bonds. Yes, got to protect <laughs> the hair on top. You know? I thought it was on trend for a second. <laughs> Welcome, Darcy Spinks, to the hello, show. Hello, hello. <laughs> You're a bit more up and about this week. Yes, I was sick last week, but I'm back. Mm, what's going on with your hair? You, you're going brunette on us. Oh, I thought it was sitting funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I just haven't made it to the hairdressers, but I think I'll be booking an appointment this week. Okay, shout You've out to you. You've reminded me. Shout out to your hairdresser. You yes, got a little plug there? Yes, yeah, so I got a heading out hair in the CBD. Yep. They're very good with Katerina. She does my blonde. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not going brunette. It'll be changed by next week. <laughs> next time I make a ridiculous bet, I might go and get my heat and my hair bleached by Katerina as well. Now, it's uh, it's back. I tell you what, it felt like I was alive again last week. I went out and saw Melbourne Storm dismantle the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but I went to the game and, gee, it's great just to have sport and live sport back in Melbourne. Fantastic. Yeah. How, how big was the crowd? I think it was 11,800 or around that sort of mark. And I'm not one to sort of rub shoulders with fans. So I actually didn't mind the reduced crowd. I don't really believe it's fair or right. We're not even taking international travels here, but all of a sudden you're still getting like 50% or less crowds. I think it's a disgrace. Um, there's someone on Twitter that keeps tweeting, fill the G, and I think that's it's spot on. We need bigger crowd sizes. And I spoke to a, a friend of mine who'd, um, who'd recently worked in AFL uh, land, an ex-player, and the the slashes to some of the AFL departments are just crazy at the moment. You know, $9 million budget down to $6 million. You've got multiple staff doing, you know, all these staff doing multiple roles, sorry. Yeah. And they just need bums on seats and people in the stadiums so they can, you know, get these clubs to operate at full capacity. There's been like heaps of jobs laid off. It, it sounds like a disaster. And the government, they're just too cautious at the moment. Like they're not taking travellers and then they're only operating under these like ridiculous crowd rules. It's... I've had a gut full of it, to be honest. <laughs> Nico's a bit fired up. Oh, I, I, th- I think <laughs> Dan top- Andrews has got bigger problems at the moment than worried about crowd sizes than the MCG. But it's about the it's about the economy and it's about getting the game back up to up to speed as, yeah. as soon as possible. But um, they could have fit a lot more people, and we're in a group of eight people, and then half like we'd all you know said g'day, shook each other's hand, and then halfway through the the game, they decided to split our group of eight people up. So three sat on one side and five the other. Like, it's just ridiculous. Mm. Like, if we had COVID, we've already spread it anyway, but there's literally no COVID in the state. So uh, it was a disgrace, but it was was great at Amy Park. I don't know how long since you've been to a game or DAS at all, but we were Mm. sort of eight rows back, and we were on the try line, and we saw Pappenhausen on all the tries. Most of the tries went in our end, so it was was fantastic. And I just noticed Storm have only got 20,000 members. Like they could, that could be the best value membership out of any team. You've got a successful team, and you can get access close to the ground. What do you reckon, Mark? Sounds like you're trying to jump on the storm bandwagon all of a sudden. <laughs> Last week you were uh, betting left, right, and centre with anyone who wanted to listen that uh, South were going to dust storm up. Now you've gone and seen them live, and all of a sudden you're, uh, you turn around backing them for the premiership. You want to become a full time member of Storm. <laughs> Is that true? Well, I do owe you a bottle of goose, so... Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that later with Tom. Yeah, we can talk about that later. I think he's drunk, is. <laughs> I think, so. After a good start, and uh, I guess the NRL coming back, it was 
it was great just on the TV as well. It's you just sort of feel alive again to have yeah, it was good. Eight, eight games of sport. So I tell you what, oh, yeah, yeah, I think the missus is going to take a uh, another back seat to this weekend with the AFL returning. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be wall to wall sport this weekend. We've got very good horse racing as well, um, and we've got uh, you know the AFL coming back on top of the NRL. It's going to be uh, a lot of sport to be watched. So. <laughs> Not sure how we're going to do it. And Darcy's uh, Tigers open uh, open the season against Carlton yes. on Thursday night. I'll be watching that from home. Yeah, I won't be going in to watch it, but yeah, I am pumped for that actually. Yeah, it should be absolute cracker there. Uh, on today's show, we've got Mark talking the four big blockbusters for the AFL. And we've also got Top Rope Tedeschi. He'll do a little bit of a review on a couple of matches from last week, and he'll go through the biggest games of NRL. We've got a pretty big night on Friday night coming up. We've got the Money Valley Knights. Uh, you can still jump into the stream there. Tickets are disintegrating online, and we have to confirm numbers due to COVID nice and early on the Wednesday. So if you want a last-minute ticket to the Valley on Friday night for Group 1 and William Reed night, we've got a little State of Origin theme to... Welcome back to the AFL. So there'll be two teams, two betting banks, 50K. We'll all be there, and it's going to be fast and furious. Four hours at the races. Who knows what will happen with the live audience? It's uh, uncharted territory. There'll be some mad fans in the crowd, and uh, it'll be worth a look on YouTube too. So if you can't get down to Mooney Valley on Friday night, make sure you check out Little Birdie Podcast on YouTube and, and watch the stream. It, uh, it will be entertaining and educational. You will learn and see how professional gamblers bet. It should be a cracker. You got a big weekend, Mark. You're you're gonna jump on the plane the next morning and go up and watch the slipper with the roll of the dice boys. Yeah, Nick's uh you got me working overtime this weekend. So oh, it's, it's hard uh, work, go to the slipper. No weekends off for me. I've got to work <laughs> Friday night and then uh, jump on a jump on a plane, go to uh, go to the slipper on Saturday with roll the dice. So I'll get up there nice and early, get out to the track. Uh, apparently you've got to take a boat out there, the amount mm. of rain that's uh, arriving. Oh, so wow. what time's um, your flight in the morning? Uh, yet to be booked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm more worried about so the flight. I'm more worried early. about booking the flight coming home because uh, there's been some big promises made from the roller dice syndicate if Profiteer wins that uh, we'll be borrowing one of your friend's boats out on uh, the harbour for the Sunday celebration. So. Oh, okay. So you might not come back to the Monday. Or? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's a big possibility if things go uh, Profiteer's way. Okay. Um, it should be a really big weekend. You might not see me till Monday. <laughs> Lots of weather around in Sydney, so if you're betting on sport or racing, make sure you're all over the bomb.gov.au and factor in the weather for all your betting. All right, we're uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but uh, if you're betting this week, Das. Topsport.com.au, family owned and run for 30 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and please gamble responsibly. Up next, we're going to preview all the best AFL for this week. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast, a unique look into the world of sports betting through the eyes of professional gamblers. I'm your host, Scoot, with MG, the kid, and Darcy Spinks. And wow, it's only one more sleep until the AFL action begins. There's a little, there's some curveballs from the AFL. Naturally enough, they're trying to tinker with the rules. It's just unbelievable what they uh, try and get up to. They're meant to be the custodians of the game and they can't help themselves. They're like a kid in a candy store and they are pinging out. But we've got four big blockbusters that we're going to preview for the punters. And if you want a deeper look, Mark also is going to push his sets through. So if you've already subscribed, he's done pretty well. I think he's uh, on a bit of a roll with the AFL women's. You'll still get his women's stuff, but Das, AFL stings from Mark. 
Check out MG's tips for the women's round eight, now tips four of the last five, and the all-important tips and analysis for round one men's matches in the Little Birdie Shop. Get the first six rounds for $99 or the whole season for $440, plus the tail end of the AFLW, located on www.littlebirdiepod.com forward slash shop. Yeah, a bit of a tongue twister there. <laughs> nice to get us up and about early. But, uh, yeah, Mark, you've started to hit a little bit of form in the AFL women's, starting to get deeper into the season there. How have you found the AFLW? Yeah, it was good. We've had the last two weeks of going okay. Um, yeah, I think the, it's, it's the top five or six sides now are all segregated from the uh, the bottom, so um, they'll sort themselves out. So there's only a top five going in, mm. so there will be more than likely an unlucky side. Uh, with two rounds to go, so they'll overlap with the men's, um, and then we'll get into the finals. So uh, hopefully we can uh, have a bit more uh, uh, prices for the the finals, and also we'll um, we'll give you the winner of the BNF hopefully for the women's mm. uh, once the season finishes. Yeah, he'll um, definitely uh, cause a bit of havoc in that market if you haven't already. But um, yeah, I, I think you deserve a medal for watching it. I still uh, I can't digest it whatsoever. I think it's atrocious watching. So. Thank God the real season is here. Oh, uh, good the, the, good the, luck with that feedback coming well, back the, to you over the, social the, in the next few hours. I, we just call it how it is here. And I, like, the standard of the games, like an under-15s team could roll them. Let's be honest. Well, you, yeah, you keep, you keep telling me this. That, uh, <laughs> Do you enjoy watching Under-15s. Well, I think the standard's improving each year. Okay. And that was always going to be the case. So... Um, you know, it's a brand new comp, and when they first started, they got a lot of teams to fill, and so mm. a lot of um, the girls that were playing hadn't played for a long time. Mm. So now we're in our fifth year that a lot of the girls that are coming through that have been drafted round one, um, sorry, for their first year, have now played um, most of their school years with okay. it, and they're also coming from different sports. So the training's improved. Okay. You know, so, I mean, it's just generally improved. Nick hasn't jumped on board yet. Mm. Um but that's part of the reason that the Hawthorne women's team also don't have a team. So he's got no one to actually cheer for yet. Right, Although, I see. So we need a Hawthorne women's team. They are for me to get around. They yeah. are coming, yeah. But, but the problem is when the Hawthorne team come in that they probably won't be any good for a couple of years. So then Nick will still be on the negative side of it. But um, Okay, so give him a bit. <laughs> give him yeah, a bit yeah. of time all, to come all, around. All the, our female audience will be all over Nick on social. <laughs> I support the concept. But I just right. can't watch it. I think it's just unwatchable. Yeah, it's we, terrible, and I, I think under fifteens would would win comfortably in most in most junior yeah. metro and even country leagues. That absolutely smash them. Yeah. I've watched. I've, I've tried to get through it. There's not much on TV. I get it, but like the NRL is just a, a no brainer. Anyway, we'll move on. We've got yeah. uh, we've got Richmond versus Carlton as the season <laughs> opener. This is the real deal, and great skills on show here, Das. Let's have a look at the market before I yeah. I get lynched here. <laughs> yes. So we have Richmond, a dollar thirty-one versus Carlton at three dollars fifty. Line twenty-one and a half. I think the um, the bookies are a bit lazy here. It looks like they've just cut and paste. They come to round one. It looks like they've got last year's prices and the year before and the year before. It's just Groundhog Day. Like the results of this match, it just seems like Richmond, yeah. you know, trot in like easy under a little bit of a grip in racing terms. Is the opener getting a little bit boring given Richmond's dominance? Well, recent history does show that they're uh, they've won ten in a row now, um, and uh, they don't look like really beating them. I think Carlton, nine, you mean? I think nine points has been the closest one. Mm. Um, although nine out of ten have been in the one to thirty nine bracket, most of them have been high side of a line. 
So I think they've covered most of the times as well. I think it's eight or nine times out of that 10. As you said, the line keeps going up around 17 to 20 most years. Um, is a bit of guesswork coming into round one. But, um, yeah, Richmond just have the wood over Carlton. Obviously, they've won three of the last four premierships. So, um, you know, but the big following, they like to get the MCG normally full. I know you're a bit up and about about the 50,000 rule. <laughs> um, normally, they get 80 or 90. Yep. Um, and it would have been interesting what kind of crowd they would have got if they were allowed to get a, a full house in this year. Like, how many people still choose to go um, in the given the opportunity of being mm. around so many people? Yep. I don't think they would have got... Um, I would have been surprised if they would have got more than 80,000 mm. if they were allowed to open the gates. That's a fair I, call. I just don't think... Um, People's yeah, behaviour's changed. Yeah, I think there might be a bit more caution going into it just until I think the live sports kind of roll on and mm. then, you know, once people get more comfortable with it and it might take two or three rounds um, before the crowds fully come back, even if they were allowed to, I think. Yep. So, so you're thinking, yeah, Richmond will win, but maybe yeah. not smash them. Um, no, I, th- I think Richmond will win. I can't, I can't make too much of a case for Carlton beating Richmond this week. Um, they've got a few key injuries as well. Um, you know, I just think Richmond's defence just covers Carlton's um, forward line qu- quite easily. Um, and Richmond just know how to, you know, they expect to win against Carlton round one, it seems mm. to be. It's just a different mindset, whereas, you know, um, the Carlton coach came out on AFL 360 uh, the other night and he was more like, you know, we're hoping. Oh, God. And I just... There's the white flag straight up. Well, I just think at the start of the season, all teams start from 0-0. And if you're not showing um, your utmost positivity um, when you're 0-0 with everybody else, then you don't give your fans too much hope. And I just think, um, you know, whether Teague's that kind of person or not, but, you know, Hardwick was sitting across from him at the desk. You would have been laughing. He was like beating his chest. You you (laughs) just see he's like, you know, he he just knows... um, it's like going into a boxing match. He just thinks he's he's faster, he's stronger, and he'll, you know, they'll knock him out, which I think they'll do. Mm. So, how do we play them from a betting proposition? The line, like they can take the foot off the accelerator a little bit. Yeah, well, that's going to be an interesting thing. Fitness is always with the longer quarters going back. You know, there's different. Um, uh, you know, I've heard a few players going, oh, they might struggle to see out quarters and stuff like that, which I find strange because you know, bar last year, that's what the quarters were. Mm. So the training can't have changed too much, in my opinion. Why yeah. they've dropped off. Yeah. They can't survive an extra four minutes. And why <laughs> such a big deal? Why they complain about going from 16 to 20 minutes, but everyone wants to agree in the players that I've heard wants to go to 18. So mm. what's the difference? If they can't run, if they want to run out another two minutes, what's the difference between another two, which they've always played the time before? So that seems a bit um, bit wishy-washy to me. But um, if I was playing this game, I think the line, listen, the line open 18, as, it, as you said, it almost does, always does, sorry. Um, it's up to about 21. Um, I, I thought it'd be more the 24 range. And I think just the way it's trending, I think by game time tomorrow night, you'd find it's 22, 23. So um, if you want to back Richmond, I'd get on now. Mm. Um, I don't think you're going to get a, a better price. And if I was a Carlton supporter, I'd be waiting till the death mm, to bet. I think, I think the last hour is when you'll get the best price Carlton. And if I was back in Carlton, I'd, I'd more fall into the 1-39 to 39 slot and just get that extra little bit. So the moment, I think they're 350 head-to-head. I think you can get about 425 for the 1-39. to 39. I think that's a better option if you like the Blues. Mm, and it looks like topsport.com. Do you not have got a nice little tech upgrade there? They've got same-game multi. So I think they've got a little bit of a soft launch on same-game multis for AFL and, and perhaps NRL. So if you bet that way, um, you might be able to find some sort of value there. But 
bet with uh, with caution on those ones and don't take too many legs is my <laughs> advice there. All right, let's look at uh, the Friday night fixture. Bit of a blockbuster. We'll be at the races, but I'm sure the footy will be on in the background on a few of the TVs. We've got Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs at the G. So we have Collingwood $2.10 versus Western Bulldogs at $1.74. Line, three and a half. Okay, so this is the the early play that you tipped up on last week's show. The market's still gravitating towards the Bulldogs. Still confident? It's more than gravitating. It's been... Uh, <laughs> it's a landslide. Yeah, it's a landslide. It's... Uh, Listen, I, I, you know, we mentioned it last week because when uh, when I was going through the early previews, um, and you were um, you were fishing for an early play. You <laughs> you were looking for a multi into South last week. <laughs> um, gave you the Bulldogs. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to reload. Um, I just the way the teams lied up, the ratings how it came up. There's no way that Collingwood had to start favouring this game. So um, I just think the bookies got it wrong from the outset. Uh, the market's starting to correct itself. Maybe uh, little birdie punters have jumped on board early. And, um, yeah, the bookies the bookies will hurt a little in this one because um, I don't think the line's maybe not finished. I think four or five, maybe even six will be the, the final analysis. I don't think there'll be too much money around for Collingwood in this game. Mm. I'm just looking at the totals and, and just noticing that the the quarters are going to back, be back to their original length. Have are the totals this week adjusted for the, the new format of the game? or? Yeah, I think... Um, I think the totals are very hard first round um, in terms of just not knowing any guide for the uh, the teams of how they play. Um, there are a few weather games around. So um, I think overall, from what I've seen to my ratings, the bookies have, have done a fair job in the totals. Um, the ones I'll be looking for, there's a few rain-affected games around, so we'll be monitoring those. And uh, if there's any bets in the totals, we'll send them out on uh, Friday or Saturday. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, yeah, as we said earlier, around Sydney and Brisbane, there's uh, there's plenty of rain there. So we're sticking with the Bulldogs in Friday night's blockbuster match. It's probably match of the round. You've, uh, I, th- I think you're just doing this to push my buttons, but the next match we're going to have a look at is Essendon versus <laughs> Hawthorne. Dar, yes. odds. So Essendon, $2.08 versus Hawthorne, $1.77. Line, four and a half. Which way is the market moving here, Mark? Uh, surprisingly, it's going to Essendon. So you half <laughs> you half let slip last week that uh, you almost let slip that my uh, second play for the week, and you pulled yourself up. But through process of elimination with two close games, uh, got a few uh, texts and feedback on socials that uh, was it were we talking about the Giants game or were we talking about the Essendon game that you said would be closer to pick. Um, this so the, is it. Yeah, the punters have found the right one uh, again. I. You know, and not just to uh, not just to get your goat was uh, I thought it should have been at least a pick'em game. Yep. Um, I think they're very evenly matched. Um, there's a lot of unknowns with both sides. Not necessarily a game I would be betting in. Um, I'd, I'd bet with Scoot's money for sure, but I'd, <laughs> I would direct it more to the Essendon side. I think um, so. The market's gone from eight last week, um, where we thought maybe it should be closer to pick, and it's now halved that, so it's at four. Um, I think Hawthorne will just start favourites in the game, mm. but um, don't be surprised if it gets a little closer to pick. But, um, yeah, you you will get a good price for Hawthorne in the last hour or so. Yeah. I think I see a little bit of a smirk. <laughs> well, I'm, I've sort of, I'm thinking about just doing the double up on the leader of Grey Goose. Like, I, I sort of want to parlay the, the loss. <laughs> well, I've already done a bottle on the South Storm, but I'm thinking maybe double or nothing in the oh. uh, Essendon-Hawthorne game if you'll take it. 
Yeah, Nico's trying to um, Nico's trying to load our bar downstairs yeah. with uh, all, all his losing bets at the moment. So I've just taped out round rounds one through to twenty three <laughs> for uh, the goose bottles for Nick. So uh, I'm happy to accept that bet. Uh, I'll even give you the. Uh, are we going to take it at the four and a half line? Are you going to give me the four no, and a half? Head to head. I'm just. I'm oh, trying to get up your skirt. Here. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Well, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll accept. I'll accept the bet. It's. It's an ordinary match to watch, but um, we'll need the bottle of goose to drink after the match, I think. How will you take the Bombers? Would you rather take them at the four and a half, or would you take them heads up at 208 if you had to bet right now? When you when, when lines get this close, do you like to take the points, or you just take heads up? To, um, if you still think it's going to move. Generally, I'll take the head dead. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, listen, the other option you have got is this week with the bookies. Um, a lot of them are got promos for week one, mm. and I noticed... Um, $2 lines. Yeah, and lines $2 lines and stuff like that. So um, with that, that probably sways it. Depends on what size punny you are, because you can only get on Restrict, yeah, 50, $200 or, 200 or whatever yeah. it is. So, um, you know, at least bet um, why they've got those promos on, I would say bet bet your portion at the even monies and then have the rest on um, the normal line. But, yeah, I, I'd take the head-to-head. And I'd also look at the 1-39s. to I think, uh, if, if personally, if I was betting Essendon or Hawthorne in this game, mm. I'd direct my uh, my bets to the 1-39s. to I don't think there'll be too much in it. Yeah. So. With the style of the game in the last couple of years, do you think the 1-39 to markets still value at the moment? Or uh, given the, I guess it's tighter scoring and lower scoring? Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's. I, I think you just need to take it per game. Mm. I think um, you know you need to look at um, definitely what the total is in the game as well. I think that has a large bearing whether I would or would not take. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few games this week. Um, you know, Port's won. I just think uh, you know. Uh, I think the Port line started a bit cheap. I think it was 24, 25 last week. It's now up to 30. 30 and a half. Um, so they're games where I like to invest in the 40 plus early. Yep. And also I've taken a bit of the 60 plus okay. just because I think at, at that 450 kind of margin, mm. if they're going to blow out kangaroos, um, in theory, there's not too much between the 40 to 60 bracket. You know, the, the Port may take the foot off, but kangaroos might pack it in as well. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I think it's game by game analysis with the, you know, a lot of teams don't put sides away as well. So that's where the advantage does come to the 1-24 to and the 1-39. Mm. to 39. But I think it's also total and weather related as well. Yep. Okay. And then uh, the last game that you've got, which will be rain affected, no doubt, is GWS Giants versus St Kilda. Mark, it pleased us. Yeah. So GWS, $1.63 versus St Kilda, $2.28. Line, minus seven and a half. Mm, big uh, big line here, especially with the Saints who run really, really deep. They've got some ruck problems and they got some injury problems. Yeah, a, this market's moved a bit towards the Saints. I think it opened eight, mm. uh, got as low as four, definitely got to five. Um, unfortunately, in the last week or so, St Kilda, as you said, um, they've lost both their ruckmen uh, and then uh, poor King, Maxi King, got hit by uh, a golf ball. So Scoop must have been playing out uh, <laughs> that day and... Uh, has uh, let one fly. Um, so he's out with concussion, believe it or not, um, getting hit uh, in the head with a golf Incredible ball. Incredible injury. God. It's <laughs> clearly a Giants fan. Um, so this market's bounced back a bit. Um, I personally think it's about the right mark now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's seven or eight margin. I, I just think that, uh, more punters will probably lean towards the Giants. Home ground advantage. Home ground advantage. Um, one, one caution is with this game, I don't think the Giants are a great wet weather 
football side. Mm. Um, well, they haven't been in the past. They like it dry. They like it fast. Yeah. Um, that's generally how their side's been built. So that will bring St Kilda back into it. Just not sure where St Kilda's goals are going to come from in this game. So um, this is definitely one I'm looking looking for for the total to see how the weather develops. Um, and I might still be up there on Sunday if all things go well. Might so get out there. Might get out there live. I dare you and, get uh, out there. You'll be barely, no, barely breathing by that stage if Profiteer wins the slipper. Jeez, it would be a big effort boat. to do Friday yeah. night the slipper and then get out to the footy on Saturday. Mm. I couldn't think of anything worse than 3.30 <laughs> in the afternoon out in West Sydney watching how those two sides go at it. But um, we're just going to put a graphic up on the screen now, something that we missed earlier with uh, the bookies going up very, very late on season over, under, or under, over win lines. And we've just got four teams up there. We've got Adelaide under five and a half wins. We've got Geelong over 14 and a half wins. Western Bulldogs over 12 and a half wins. And West Coast over 13 and a half wins. Are these your best bets out of the uh, the selection of teams, Mark? Run us through why you want these markets. Yeah, unfortunately, we had to uh, hold this off because last week there was no no bookies up still on the season wins, believe it or not. So uh, there must be a uh, key person missing that doesn't put those up where everyone follows from last year. Um, <laughs> so they finally did go up and uh, allowed the punters about four or five days to have a bet on them. So um, just of the, the season wins that I went through and got mine out with my... Uh, have how I get through my model to come up with the teams. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, I mean, we've spoken about this before in terms of the wooden spoon market. Mm. I just, I can't see Adelaide getting the six wins for the year. Um, actually, a couple of bookies did put up six and a half, which um, we were able to have a couple of wages in, and now they've come down to five and a half. But I'd be still betting Adelaide five and a half wins. I think, um, I think they're more f- to the four range. Um, and then... Three sides that I think you know will really be amongst the top four, maybe the top six. Uh, Geelong, I think you've got a good win and a half up your sleeve there over the 14 and a half. Uh, the Bulldogs at 12 and a half. Um, I think you've got a win and a half up your sleeve there. And also with West Coast, I think 13 and a half, uh, got a good home ground advantage. Um, and I think they, they will cover their, uh, their 14 line as well. So if I was playing the season wins, a lot of people like to take multis. Um, there'd be four I'd be working around. Mm. And just an update there, I think Crows have been 480 into $4 for lease wins, so the market's starting to gravitate there. Out of those little uh, bets that you've had, I'd probably say Geelong and Western Bulldogs would be the, the two of the better bets there. But, uh, yeah, you'll um, you'll be starting to release your AFL stings for this week. Uh, just yeah, rolling into the season proper, confidence levels in the AFL, this is back to what you know best, so... It's great to have you on the side of the punters this year instead of uh, the filthy bookies, Mark. Yeah, hopefully this thing gets off to a good start this week. We'll um, we'll play a bit on the cautious side, obviously the first round at least. Um, but you know, on the flip side, it's it's a good opportunity. You know, the bookies don't know exactly which way um, sides are going as well in the market, so it's easy to uh, to dictate to them a bit in the early rounds. Mm. And uh, a lot of pros around, as Top Rope said last week, you know, you make your money early um, because those who know and and watch it and stuff like that it can do, react faster. You got the edge, mm. I think. So um, you know, and the bookies are fighting for the business early in the year, so they're more inclined to take bets, um, and then they kind of shut up shoppers when they think they've got their clients in the bag. So um, hopefully, we can get off to a good start in the first first month and get the sting going. Sounds exciting. Sign up and get the mail. AFL stings. Head out to the little birdie shop. And if you're doing the form this week on the slipper or any racing, one of our major sponsors is Dars. Puntingform.com.au. Get raw data to build your own model. Contact Puntingform to find out more. Up next, we've got Hall of Fame with Top Rope Tedeschi. I can't wait. 
Welcome back to Little Birdie, a unique look at the world of sports betting from the eyes of professional gamblers. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got the Kid MG, AFL Sting, and the queen of social circuit in Melbourne, Darcy Spinks. And we've got Top Rope Tedeschi. He is everywhere at the moment. Welcome back to the show, Top Rope. Great to be back, Scooty. Great to be back, team. How, uh, how up and about are we? One week of footy in the, in the, in the books. We're uh, up and about. Yeah, the greatest game of all. I'm a massive convert, at least for week one, where there's no AFL. I was gushing after watching South Sydney, even though they lost, uh, versus Melbourne Storm. Wow, what a show it was last Thursday night. You've tipped it up as the grand final preview. Were you happy with what you saw, Top Rope? Very happy with what I saw. The Storm and the game, to be honest. I thought it was an absolute cracking game. Storm jumped out of the, out of the blocks. Hall of Famer, Cameron Munster, scores within two minutes. First try of the season. The little birdie uh, golden touch there, don't mind that. And, uh, it, was a, it was a good result, uh, a good result for, for, for the kid and I. We, uh, we collected, but uh, how did you drain your sorrows, Scooty? <laughs> well, there's no surprises. We had a uh, bit of an entourage. We had eight people at the game, and we decided just to kick on, and we ended up going the kittens, but uh, it, was, it was a late night, but I had to pull the pin at about one o'clock, and... The only way I knew how to ghost was to go get a lap dance. If anyone's been to Kittens, there's the, the private area with the lap dancers are right near the door. So I didn't announce my departure and I just uh, I took a private show and then just slipped out the uh, out the front door. You could relate to that, couldn't you, Top Rope? Wouldn't know anything about that at all, Scoot, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate, your, uh, appreciate your, uh, your, your smoke bombing skills there and you really wrapped it all in one thing. Now, Cam Munster was our Hall of Famer last week. We gave him a Hall of Fame pass. He done his big deal with the Storm at a night at Kittens, and he seems like one of us. The week before, it was Macca. It was the Quaddy King. He got the impossible Lunar Fox Australia Guineas weekend. Quaddy, and then prior to that, it was Jupster with his NBC um, anthem wrought for the NFL. It's a star-studded lineup in the Little Birdie Hall of Fame. And this week, top rope, my nomination is Blake Ferguson. I think this bloke is Superman. He's come back bigger, stronger, and better than ever. And his barnstorming tackle where he charged into about three Broncos defenders was unbelievable scenes in in one of the highlights of uh, a round one NRL. Is, is Blake a worthy uh, Hall of Fame contender? Oh, he's, he's, he's definitely up there. I've got the nomination. He was considered by the judges, but I think at this point there's only one one person that swept the Australian gambling scene by storm. Not in a good way. In fact, I would say in one of the most confusing, dare I say, awful yeah, unpleasant ways. The star of last week, Gambling Australia, none other than Marky Mark himself, Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Mike Iceberg, star of the new Ladbrokes commercial and absolutely the most confusing thing on television. I, 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 yeah. How long have you been around the gambling industry? 20 years? Oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe 12 or something. It feels like an eternity. Yeah. We've, been, we've been around the game a while. I'll tell you what, I don't think we've ever seen more money spent for, uh, <laughs> for, for a bigger lemon than I have, than I have with Ladbrokes. Mm. I, I couldn't well, believe I it was I couldn't believe it was Mark Wahlberg when I seen the ad, the Ladbrokes ad. Have you seen it? Kid? No. You've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was him. I thought it was like someone posing to be Wahlberg. I didn't think he'd stoop that low. Top rope? He must be doing it. I, I, I could only think Marky Mark put himself a, uh, 
got himself a gambling addiction, to be perfectly fair. Like, he, he, he must be in desperate need of the coin. To, uh, to he would have done do well. It's either yeah, that or he's invested in the cruise ship industry and he's absolutely done his kahunas. But um, Marky Mark, <laughs> I didn't think he'd make it, but you found a way to add him in top rope. The greatest game of all is back and it's given us a breath of fresh air, that's for sure. We're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to come back and talk all things the greatest game of all. But Das, if you're doing your form this week with punting form... Powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. Up next, NRL. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast, a unique look into the world of sports betting from the eyes of professional gamblers. I'm your host, Scoot, with Mark, the kid, MG, and the social queen of Melbourne, Darcy Spinks. And we've got Top Rope Tedeschi zooming in to join us to talk everything the GGOA, the greatest game of all, if you still are trying to work out that one. Someone's written in the notes that this segment is sponsored by Grey Goose. They're having a piss take at my poor tipping credentials in the NRL. I took on Top Rope Tedeschi, our resident NRL expert, foolishly. I don't know why I took him on. I, I pay him to come on the show. He's tipped up Storm as one of his better bets. And what do I do? I go completely the opposite direction. But I think, Top Rope, the mail was a little bit right last week. The Storm struggled in the second half, and they may not be at full capacity in terms of their tank and from a fitness point of view. Am I wrong? Uh, don't know that you're wrong. I think that they're always geared up. On, and, you know, coaching's going to take you a long way to cover that stuff. So, uh yeah, look, they may not be peak fitness, but you wouldn't want to have peak fitness come around too. But I think they're, yeah, I think they're they're up there as far as yeah, most teams are concerned. Everyone's mm. in a short pressure. I tell you what, some one player who looks super fit is Pappenhausen. He was like an electric eel. It's scary to think what the inclusion of Harry Grant will do into that Storm outfit. And the top one, why did Jai Arrow start on the bench for South? Surely that's the last time he'll he'll be game time straight away, won't he? Uh, no, I think he'll start the bench. I think they're going to try and... Uh, he, he's just a workhorse in every aspect. So I think Bennett's going to try and let him let, let someone else absorb those first kind of 15, 20 minutes of defensive battles, and then he, he can come on against some fired forwards and really make some metres with that quick uh, quick leg speed. So, yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. He's, he's, he's definitely in their best 13. I think he's just starting the bench as a tactical, uh, tactically, but uh, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I expect he'll start on the bench this week. Okay, and let's have a look at round two's action. The first game that we've got is Parramatta versus the Melbourne Storm. Das, mark it, please. Yep, so Parramatta, $2.80 versus Melbourne Storm at $1.45. Line, a flat six. Now, top rope, the Melbourne Storm, the new rules look like they're suiting them. How did you think this game will play out? Yeah, I found this one really difficult to assess the, uh, yeah, Early season home underdogs typically money 49 and 21 against the spread. We're getting four or more at home. So the natural inclination was to take Parramatta here, but Melbourne have dominated Parramatta. The, the new rules clearly suit the Storm. The Storm always start the season pretty strong. So I, I, I probably won't be I probably won't be playing. We're getting too heavily involved in it. Small lean the, the, the Eels plus. Uh, best bet in the game probably the under. Uh, Eels 8-4 eight, eight, under in their last four with Bankwest uh, and it's 45-31 and 31 when a non-interstate underdog of six or more in the first four rounds so uh, lean, lean towards the under in this one but nothing serious 
And with so much rain around Sydney and Brisbane this weekend, is that going to be the theme of the round, the under total points, or have the bookies already factored that in? Yeah, it looks like they've started to factor in. I think that it really depends on what kind of rain you're getting. The heavy drenching rain is a real yeah, unders slog fest. But if you kind of get a bit of rain and then it dries up and it's just a bit damp, those games are going to really skew over. So it's going to be a lot of game time decisions when it comes to totals this week, that's for sure. But the, the new rules lend themselves to overs games. I liked a few overs this week, but not, nothing that's going to be you know, delving too deep into until the until, until an hour before kickoff. Mm. Yeah, the... The back, the back end of the forecast, 20, 30 mil back-to-back days is frightening from a betting perspective up in Sydney. Yep. So that's the Thursday night game, Parramatta versus Melbourne Storm. Let's kick across to the Friday night game at Central Coast Stadium. The New Zealand Warriors versus Newcastle Knights. Very brave outfit, the Warriors, but mark it please, Das. Yep, Warriors $1.96 versus Knights $1.86, line one and a half. Top rope. I have no idea how the Knights are favourite in this one. Uh, no, the Warriors will jump favourites. The Warriors were were pretty brave week one. Adam Fenua Blake was outstanding leading them through. Newcastle have a couple of key injury doubts. Kurt Mann and Brabham Best both named, both in pretty serious doubt. Caelan Ponga still out. Warriors have covered 10 of their last 11 at Gosford, five straight off a win, seven straight day games, nine of their last 10 uh, as an underdog. Everything lines up for them. the Knights. They've covered just six of their last eighteen away from McDonald Jones. Four of their last, sorry, one of their last nine off a win. I, I think the Warriors have a good thing, close to the better of the week, and I'll be steaming into this at the uh, plus one and a half dollar that, that will jump favourites. And do you prefer to take? I asked the same question to Mark. When the when the lines are this close together, do you prefer to take the point start at the one and a half over the head to head? I take the plus because all I remember is the times I haven't taken the plus and the pain <laughs> that's causing when they're one by one or something like that. So, oh, this is easy. So, I always take I, I take the plus at this stage unless unless the plus is down to a dollar radius. Plus one and a half, dollar ninety, dollar ninety seven. Take the plus one and a half. Mm, and a little birdie told me that uh, all the big punters are going to absolutely steam into the Warriors here. They expect them to jump closer to the dollar seventy mark. So. I think top rope is all over it for this one on Friday night and probably only weather can save the Knights. But uh, the other Friday night clash up at Seabus Super Stadium in the Gold Coast is Gold Coast Titans versus the Brisbane Broncos, the hometown derby. Das, mark it, please. Yeah, Gold Coast Titans, $1.46 versus $2.75, line seven and a half. Interesting to see such a side, such a bad side like Gold Coast Titans start. All the, I think the money's been what six and a half to seven and a half top rope. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at the betting this one. I thought the money might have dripped in for the Broncos here. I, I couldn't have the Titans laying six and a half points. That, that's for sure. So, why went to them? They're only covered four of eleven as a home favourite over the last four years. They're, they are a team on the up, but I love betting against these hype teams early in the season. They've still got a rhythm to find. They've still got plenty of holes in their side. They've lost their best centre, Brian Kelly, so he's he's sidelined now. I'd rather bet the Broncos, to be honest. I thought they started pretty well last week. Turned to a 6 0 lead, bit of energy. Like There's no talent on that side, but at least they'd be trying for Kevin Moles, which is something we didn't see for Anthony Seabold last year. So <laughs> I, I could definitely come into the, the, the Broncos at 7.5, but surprised the betting's gone that way. 
Mm, I thought they were really, really brave early. They were one of your early plays, the eight and a half, and you got a little bit of a cover there. Wasn't that a fun second half to watch? I did, uh, I did go the early crow in our chat group too. I said, gee, the Broncos have started well here. And as soon as Scooty uttered those words, naturally enough, the tide just completely turned the other way. But I did say it wasn't a crow. <laughs> Top rope was filthy. The mere mention. Absolutely right? livid. I think uh, you see DK, he's the ultimate cooler on thoroughbred racing. But when it comes to sports betting, I have got that mantle. If I, I give the teams the kiss of death, which is ominous signs this week for probably the Warriors and probably for my beloved Hawks because I am tipping both of those this week. Oh, dear top rope. Okay, let's push on to the get-out stakes, the last match of the week. We've got Cronella versus Canberra. Firstly, before we get the market, it's at Cogra. Why, top rope? Why do they play there for the uneducated? Uh, the Sharks are having uh, uh, Shark Park uh, renovated, so that's been out of action for the last couple of years, so they'll move back there in 2022, so... They're playing the home games at Cobra. Okay, Mark, please do There you go. So we have Canberra, $1.40, versus Cronulla, $2.97, line six and a half. Hmm. Top rope, thoughts here? Yeah, a uh, so, lot of the Sharks this week. A lot of the home underdogs this week are very ordinary sides versus very good sides. Oh, I think Cronulla are a smack on average side. They're a fringe eight side getting a big start at home against Canberra, who are at the bottom end of those really good sides. So really keen on the plus here. I think the Sharks will win off the bat. They've covered 7 of 11 at Cogra. They've covered 58% as an underdog. The Raiders aren't great as road favourites, covering less than 50%. So I, I, I like the Sharks this week. I think they can really uh, keep this one low scoring. And the wetter it gets, the more I like. So I, I'm pretty keen on the plus. This one. Mm, so Sunday could be an absolute slot by that stage. Now, we're going to introduce a new segment, and I've given Top Rope Tedeschi no pre-existing warning on this one, but um, we're going to call it Lock of the Week, and we're going to stick of these, you know, Scoop versus the experts here. Let's have Top Rope versus the Kid MG, and we're going to call it Lock of the Week, and thanks to topsport.com.au, we're going to have $200 in the starting bank, and these guys are going to go head-to-head and see who can go on the biggest streak. So... The, we'll, we'll figure out which charity that we're going to donate the prize to or the, the money as it accumulates. So every week they'll find their best bet. They'll have $200 on it and it will go all up onto the next week, onto the next week until they bust out. And once we get to a certain uh, limit, we'll definitely donate that to charity. But uh, brand new segment. So Mark, we'll, uh, so it's a head-to-head bet or you can find whatever your best bet is. For your $200 on AFL this week against uh, Top Rope Tedeschi to go streaking, who's your 200 on? I'm going to start with uh, Richmond Thursday night, just the head-to-head bet to start us off. So we'll have the $1.31. $1.31, we'll have the 200 and uh, we'll kick off with the Tigers. Nice. Uh, we stayed up all night doing the form there. Just a nice, <laughs> bit, nice big risky and take off the back. Well, I could have found that. Yeah, true. Das, well, Das would have tipped it up too. Well, you said slow and steady was the progress for charity. So, uh, and you told me not to tip port because they're about a dollar sixteen or something like that. So, I'm surprised you got out of bed to come do the show. That's how much oh, risk you're taking here. I'm up and about for week one. What are you talking about? So, no, no, there's nothing wrong with kicking off with the tigers. It's a solid, uh, you know, dollar thirty one chance. Yeah, get the bank rolling. Okay, so that's $200 at $1.31 for the kid in AFL. But uh, Top Rope, who's your lock of the week? Give us your banker. 
Uh, all right, let's let's go to the Warriors. Let's go to the Warriors. I love this. <laughs> He's looking for an early lead if we both get up. $1.96 at topsport.com.au. I love the aggression there. $200. See, that's a that's a real bet, and that's uh, that's pills on the line, Mark. Take note for next week. You've locked in your $200 at $1.31, the Tigers. And top rope Tedeschi, $200 at $1.96 for the Warriors. Top rope, outstanding. Any other uh, news or around the grounds, uh, news from NRL world that's tickled your fancy this week? Oh, what do we have this week? We've had the Dell Ames all weekend and shown up to be a complete rort again. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just have no idea how to continue to get it wrong. Darren Lockyer is giving out votes in Broncos games. There's controversy after controversy. Just give us a medal that we can bet on. How hard is it? Yeah. Brandlow night. I'm epically jealous every night. Oh, I'll be honest. I watch about eight minutes of AFL every year. I can lock down for four hours of Brownlow betting. Expert on you know who's going to be the highest ruckman. I don't know any of this stuff. Just love the numbers, love the votes. It's Eurovision with a bit of sport. Rugby <laughs> league needs it. It's amazing, isn't it? We've uh, we'll just put a, up a little graphic on the screen now, and you can see our man Top Rope's done an article. Note the date there. We'll zoom in on the date. 2014, he's written an article to say, pull up your socks and make sure you fix the Dally M. So we uh, we might look, give a little bit of a shout-out here, and we might start a new segment next week called Fix It Pugwash. Captain Pete, he's steering the ship at the NRL there, so he needs to pull his socks up, and he needs to get the Dally M up to scratch and sit it alongside the Brownlow medal. Top Rope called it in 2014, and here we are, 2021. We've been through everything. It feels like a lifetime of this COVID, but Peter Volandis, come on. The Dally M, get some integrity behind the sport and sharpen up this medal and make it a showcase event like the Brownlow medal, merely for the fact that we just want to gamble on it. But rugby league just deserves... Just want to bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> the scandal that would come out of the Dally M night is worth it alone. Can you imagine what the rugby league players would be doing? You saw Brendan Favola a couple of years ago. This will create so much hype and publicity. PVL, fix it, pugwash. We might start a segment up next week called Fix It Pugwash. But fantastic. The Dally M, full of scandal. And I remember, I think we we bet on it once or twice. And we used to just hemorrhage about 10 years ago on the Dally M. It was just rorts galore. Everyone knew the result. Can you remember any of those little... Yeah, they were called the whispers. <laughs> Someone went from seven dollars to a dollar ten. I'll give I'll give you a good yard. In nineteen ninety six, David Fairley won the wasn't the predecessor, but it was the premier award, the Rockman's Medal. And he was he went from thirty three to one to five to four on that day and, and, and got the cash. So uh, the Rorts and Rugby League medals have been going back at least a quarter of a century and probably longer. Mm, no doubt about it. Top Rope has been on fire. He was a two 2.2 unit winner on round one. His best bet saluted hits hits the line. So if you want his staking strategies, his five and four unit plays and just not his best bets off the show, Das, head to the shop. Yep, like what you hear, Nick Tedeschi's sub packs are available in the Little Birdie shop under GGOA. Now $77 for the first six weeks or... $425 for the year. Check it out. Unbelievable value. You will win that back in the first couple of weeks. Top Rope, have a good week. You too, guys. You too. Enjoy the AFL. Find plenty of winners. Uh, let's uh, let's come back next week with uh, the cash rain. 
Can't wait for it. Sounds like the fire alarm is going off in our buildings, which is perfect time for us to wrap up the show. We are not going to stop recording. This is just crazy. Every week, it's a sausage dog one week chewing our legs. It's a fire alarm the week after. It's a construction site. But the best news is our studio is nearly finished downstairs. So we might start doing some shows from down in the lounge and the bar in the next couple of weeks. Like us, rate us, follow us, Little Birdie Podcasts in the Apple Store, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on YouTube, we are absolutely everywhere, so just punch us into Google if you don't know how to operate a computer and you'll find Little Birdie Podcast or our racing show, Bet Doctor. It's uh, It's been a hoot this week, can't wait for the live stream at Mooney Valley Racecourse. Mark, you'll be there, you'll back up the slipper, Sydney will be underwater, you might even be able to fly out of Melbourne, hopefully. Might be able to do next week's show from up there. Could do. Back, Could of, the, do. back of the profiteer boat. And Darce, yeah. you'll be going to heading out here? Yes. <laughs> Good memory. Yes. On Friday, yes, I'll be going there. So I'll be my hair will be nice and fresh for, for Friday night. Can't wait. <laughs> you want to see us all at Mooney Valley for the Money Valley nights. We've got Vix versus the SA. We've got a footy theme. And we can't wait for Group 1 William Reed night at the Valley and can't wait for Richmond Tigers and yeah. Parramatta Storm to open up the week for Thursday night's football. See you next week.